This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo. Good afternoon, man. <laughs> good afternoon to, to you, sir. <laughs> How are you doing today, man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I, you know, it's funny. Um, you're the one uh, historically that has had uh, voice and throat uh, issues, and uh, yeah. you know, of course, now now that I've got my little uh, infant in our house, and uh, who knows what's <laughs> going on, I, I was the one that had to actually delay the day of recording because I lost my voice. <laughs> yeah, and man. that never that never happens, man. I I, I think I can. Um, I, I don't know, maybe one other time in my life uh, I've lost my voice. But, uh, man, just been uh, drinking a, a good regimen of, uh, you know, mint tea and lots of honey, trying to try not to use my, my moneymaker. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, for the last few days. And, uh, yeah, so getting back on top of it, man. Yeah, we're we're doing okay, though. What's, uh, what's going on in your world? Oh, man, just uh, staying busy. You know, I mentioned a while back I've been working on this play. We just started rehearsals uh, yeah. actually this last past Sunday and uh, going well, going going really well so far and uh, looking forward to getting our, our kind of our, our first, uh, you know, I guess uh, by invitation only workshop show going out in mid-December. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's uh, we, we got a very tight time frame for it. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see if it all comes together or all implodes on itself. But at the moment, it, it seems to continue <laughs> to be all, all coming together. So that's that's good. Dude, um, but, no, that's great, man. I know it takes a lot of hard work to put all that stuff together, but um, it's exciting, man. Absolutely. Look, it's it's uh, it's it's great. And it's also just given like a wonderful opportunity to meet a lot of folks here in Houston and uh, especially kind of in the, uh, the, the theater world. And it kind of gets me back to my roots, man. Like back in the day, yeah. like high school, I was a theater. Were you a theater kid in high school? Were you a band kid? Or what's the I w- Uber nerd? I, I, neither, I guess. Yeah, I was a um, in middle school. I did, uh, you know, band. But yeah, not not in high school, and then never got into um, to acting or anything. But I had plenty of friends that were. Yeah. You were you were like more of the school politics kid, right? Like you were. Uh, I was that guy. Yeah, I was like the school, um, you know, politician. Everyone voted to most likely, you know, run for governor and that type of stuff. And also, you know, quiz bowl team and um, you know that kind of stuff. Yeah, I was more on the, um, uh, the I guess that side of it. Which um, is funny when you look back on it and you know uh, think about you know what I'm doing today and kind of my personality and where I'm at. It's uh, it, it could kind of be farther from the truth, you know. <laughs> I don't know, but, man. To some extent, you could uh, you you could run for tobacco governor. I figure, like, <laughs> if Brian Levine can be a doctor in the tobacco world, you could clearly be a governor. Or, Maybe be or, a governor, yeah. yeah. Or 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 czar uh, or uh, really czar. just kind of be whatever you wanted to be emperor emperor of tobacco. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I don't know. That might be a little too much, but yeah, maybe the um maybe the viceroy or something like Vice. that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, to like come it. up with some cool name. Yeah, that's good. That's good, man. All right, well, good deal. Well, hey, we've got a great show uh, this week. We're doing. Uh, man, one of my favorite type of episodes. We've got a of course Squire Select. Now, for listeners who are not familiar, Squire Select is where we take various beverages and pair them up with various tobaccos. And when I say mm-hmm. beverages, I'm not talking about Coca Cola here, folks. We're talking about uh, some of the old brown water. And uh, today is no exception. We've got some fun drinks, but like I, you know, before we we really dive into the beverages that we have. Uh, I want to just kind of address the the unique nature of doing a Squire Select now versus doing a Squire Select back when, you know, I, when we were both in the same place when I was in Jackson. Yeah, because, yeah. 
a lot of people who've never been to the Squire don't know this, but like right down the like two doors down or three doors down, uh, there is a great package store, a liquor store where you can get all kinds of great selections of alcohol there. Uh, uh, their whiskey selections very good. Their scotch selections very good. And and so it's uh, it was like this wealth that we had this kind of treasure trove right then and there. Worst case scenario in the early days when we didn't plan as well as we do today. Uh, we would be like, oh, Squire Select, what are we going to drink and talk about? Let's go next door. <laughs> Let's go next door and figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And if we're being like real honest, it's like, what did some of the people here earlier leave that they didn't drink yet? <laughs> <laughs> that did happen occasionally, didn't it? On occasion. On occasion. But, uh, but yeah, so with us being in two different places and also with as great selection was, as was available uh, at the shop next to uh, the Country Squire, you know, man, now that I'm in Houston, this is the fourth largest city in America the selection level here has, has changed quite a bit. A lot of times I will send you stuff that you've like, you know, a picture of something and you're like, I've never heard of that. I, I do not know that that exists. What is this? And, exactly. uh, and so it kind of creates some, uh, some unique challenges here. So what we did, uh, for, for one thing, <laughs> the theme, I think this week of, uh, of the Squire select is this is very much like, um, these are classics that we're, we're going to, uh, yeah, I think term- you're right. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, to be fair, I knew of one because I suggested it knowing full well it was available everywhere, and I didn't know what you were going to send me. So a couple days ago, I am uh, sitting at the house uh, finishing up some work. I get a knock at the door. It's an Amazon package. I, or it's a, not an Amazon package, but it's a, a package. I open it up, and there is this little square box that contains all of this like like deep deep packaging, right? There, there's something delicate inside this box. <laughs> and as soon as I open the box, as many, in fact, all Customer Squire uh, patrons know, uh, you just get hit with the smell of the Squire. <laughs> like it just instantly takes you to the shop. And I'm like, all right, this is from John David. Well, I cut it open a little bit more, and I see here is a mason jar filled to the brim with some sort of brown liquid. Now, I knew that John David was sending me something for Squire Select, but I just thought about the fact that, you know, with this unmarked mason jar of brown fluid, this is like a crazy trust exercise right here. <laughs> you know what I mean? I have, it really was. I no yeah, clue I know. what's in here. When, when you think about it, it's true. It's almost like, gosh, uh, you know, I had to, had to um, you know, take a swig of this and assume that it wasn't like uh, lighter fluid or, you know, um, uh, transmission fluid or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, to be fair, I have I have yet to actually take a swig of it. Um, you know, it, it trust but verify, right? So, in the event that this was uh, something of that nature, it will be caught on yeah. audio. Mike, come and come and find me and rescue me if I <laughs> if I don't survive this episode. <laughs> but yeah, man. So, how That's do you right. start this? Right. Do we do we want to start with the mason jar or do we want to start with um, with the henny? Yeah, let's start, man. Let's start with the Hennessy. I think that'll be fun. Uh, yeah, we're we're starting today uh, with Hennessy, very special. A uh, very special Hennessy. This is, uh, of course, uh, available everywhere. And Bo, I cannot remember uh, if we've done a cognac uh, before on the show. If we have, it has been a very long time. It, can you remember? Yeah, I, if I'm not mistaken, we did one uh, kind of a brandy cognac episode. If I'm not mistaken, uh, mm-hmm. but like you say, it would have been a very, very long time ago. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, we certainly have not right. done Hennessy as of yet. Yeah. Yeah. Hennessy's Hennessy's interesting. You know, this is a um something that I pass over pretty regularly uh, at the at the package store. I don't really think often about drinking brandy or cognac and it's just something that doesn't um you know come up very often, but it's one of those things that's readily available. It's incredibly popular. Uh, there's some cocktails that are being made and uh, kind of a resurgence in those uh, uh, pre-prohibition era, uh, you know, cocktails that oh, yeah. um, 
you know, we're starting to see more and more uh, things that are using cognacs. And so, um, yeah, it's just, man, it's a fun, fun thing to go to. We thought we'd give it a shot. Um, yeah, very, Hennessy, very special or just the normal uh, Hennessy cognac on the shelf. Um, it is the world's most popular cognac. And, uh, you know, you think about that, that's uh, remarkable. There are a lot of big names out there, obviously, um, that are also in that vein. And um, yeah, and so uh, the, the world's most popular and, um, you know, readily available. What is cognac, right? I mean, you know, we talk about uh, cognac and brandy. We've talked about bourbon and uh, whiskey and, and, and all different types of, uh, you know, uh, classifications here. Uh, cognac is a it's a cousin to wine. Uh, you know, we're, we're talking about something that is originated uh, from grapes. Uh, cognac is, is actually brandy, uh, but brandy um, is, that is made in a very specific region of France, the cognac region. And so, um, you know, we think about uh, like sparkling wine and champagne. Right. Um, you know, uh, you've got these beautiful, awesome California sparkling wines, but, um, you know, the, it's it's champagne, but they can't call it that because of where it's grown. Um, and so cognac, of course, is uh, is the same with brandy. It has, um, you know, it's uh, it, it has uh, very strict standards and then, of course, has to be grown in this uh, specific, or made and produced in this specific region. So uh, the white wine is produced. And then uh, it's distilled and aged for two years. And so they make, uh, you know, they're using uh, white, uh, you know, grapes for uh, this specific type of wine that they make. And then they actually distill the wine, which is interesting, and then age it, uh, you know, for a minimum of two years. And so um, just makes this uh, kind of uh, interesting burnt wine, uh, sweet um, you know, uh, uh, a matured fruit uh, flavored drink, which, um, you know, is uh, very popular and, is, of course, has been around for centuries. Um, and so, um, you know, it's always interesting to me when you think about uh, these interesting uh, different processes that uh, processes that, you know, folks have developed to make this liquor. Um, you know, how did they, how did they stumble upon this? Right. right. <laughs> like how on, who, who had the idea? It was like, well, let's make, let's make some wine and then let's, and then let's distill it and then let's put it in the basement for like a decade. You know, See, that's, I always live off the theory that just somebody forgot about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, you know, Steve was supposed to pull up that barrel, uh, you know, l- you know, last Tuesday. And now all of a sudden it's 12 years later and we've invented an entirely new liquor. <laughs> yeah. No, and, and well, and then for, don't forget about Bubba who actually had the courage to drink the stuff, you know? Oh, yeah, well, you, yeah, of course. Of course. It's like, you yeah. know, they, they should have thrown it out, but Bubba was there and, you know, he won a yeah. five dollars. So there you yeah. Go. I mean, yeah, he was desperate, you know, and uh, had had a tough day and he's like, well, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> what do I got to lose? What do, what do I have to lose? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, um, anyway, Hennessy, uh, 50% of the world's uh, cognac is produced um, by this manufacturer, by Hennessy. And um, it's funny you think of Hennessy. I, I, I've never really thought about the origin of the name, but um, it, it, Richard Hennessy, who started this company in 1765, um, now you got to think that's that's not just, uh, you know, uh, th- that's that's, you know, several centuries ago, but it's also pre-French Revolution. It's pre-American Revolution. Uh, we're talking about a very old, uh, you know, company here. And uh, Richard Hennessy, he was actually an Irishman, which is kind of funny. An Irishman, uh, you know, goes to France and is like, well, I mean, you know, we, we do a lot of this at home. Let's let's figure out something to distill here. And, uh, mm. of course, they came out with, uh, with this great brand that, uh, you know, has been around for a long time. 
Yeah, so Hennessy, uh, you know, the very special brand. This is a, it's a, it's an entry level cognac, right? It, this is a, um, you know, it's a, it's a particularly good for uh, someone that uh, you know is on a budget or uh, looking for something entry level. It is a good uh, cognac for a mixer. Um, you know, you, you can put it certainly in lots of different uh, cocktails. Um, for instance, the uh, the sidecar, uh, you know, which is uh, kind of making a comeback. Are, are you have you gotten into that kind of stuff, Bo? Oh yeah, man. We've got this. I think I've mentioned it before, but we've got a, a vintage cocktail book that we've been combing through, and uh, I think they call it the, the lost and forgotten cocktails with uh, just this great history behind every single drink, and some of it, you know, yeah. some of the. You know, it, it's it's history mixed with mythology, and I think as you kind of dive into a lot of cocktails, that's what you end up finding. Um, yeah. No, yeah, man, yeah. the sidecar, of course, it's classic. It could, just a classic that's made a um, you know real uh, real popular comeback. So. Um, yeah, so that you know, Hennessy's great for making that, but it's also good for um, you know drinking on its own as well. Uh, some people will uh, you know drink it neat. Uh, some people put it maybe on a little ice or uh, shake it with ice and then drink it uh, you know straight up where it's kind of chilled. Um, and so um, yeah, when you, when you taste Hennessy, uh, the the you know nose is uh, you know kind of kind of bold. As a matter of fact, Bo, I don't know if you've got it with you. You want to um, want to take a swig? Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. Yeah. There's um. There's kind of almost like a thickness to the flavor. It, it's yeah. Not, I would not classify this in my mind as is light. It definitely has kind of a rich flavor to it. And the other thing too is what's really nice about it. I mean, you know, as you mentioned, Hennessy is very much a you know it is it is an entry level cognac, but it's not a trash cognac. You know what I mean? It's like, not. There's yeah. a lot of brandies out there that I w- I've you know tried here and there. And honestly, and and stuff that honestly costs a lot more than Hennessy that are kind of terrible, <laughs> but Hennessy's yeah, I, actually I agree. delicious. I I agree, man. Yeah, there's some real dogs out there when it comes to the brandy world, mm-hmm. um, it, which is which is interesting to me because Hennessy is not uh, particularly expensive, but I, I think it is more um, you know more palatable. Um, you're right. It it is it is bold. It kind of has um, you know it, it's it it's it's thick. It's not like a, a liqueur thick. But it kind of you could almost imagine it going in that direction where it yeah. has kind of a viscous, um, you know, mouthfeel to it. It's um, it's pretty interesting. Uh, a bold nose. It has a, a nutty uh, aroma, uh, I think, which which opens up. And uh, and the palate uh, for me, I, I don't know if you get this bow, but it's very, very woody. It has a mm. woody, woody palate, uh, something where you, um, you can just imagine, um, you know, those fresh. Uh, you know, French oak barrels that uh, that this stuff is aged in. You just really get um, get that. Of course, you'll get the the grape, uh, you know, flavor of of the wine, and then also uh, in the background some uh, some almonds. Uh, I think are there, but um, you know, you, you really do get a that uh, kind of uh, a fresh, sweet wood taste. I don't know how else to put it, yeah. um, but but for me, that is very pronounced. It comes out, uh, you know, kind of straight up. So not super complex, but but very pleasing. Um, I think. What 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 do you get? Absolutely, man. Yeah, for me, I'm I'm definitely kind of picking up some of those woodier notes. I mean, there is kind of a molasses nature that you can really kind of pull out. Yeah. Of it. I kind of almost feel like molasses is probably to uh, cognac what uh, raisins are to uh, pipe tobacco in terms of pulling <laughs> out flavor notes. But I mean, it's there. And honestly, you know, you yeah. think about I'm I'm you know you could drink this easily straight up. Maybe give it like an orange or a or a yellow or a, rather a lemon twist. And yeah. Uh, yeah, enjoy it with uh, with a good quality smoke. In fact, you know it's interesting because um, recently, before before the kind of the weather turned on us, 
you know, I was, I was chilling in the hot tub, and and I was given these uh, cigars as a gift. Did I, did I mention these cigars the... that I got from yeah. uh, uh, recently? You haven't mentioned the hot tub. I'm interested in that. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I've, I've mentioned the hot tub. Yeah, no, the, the man, pool. no, you have, you the have. Pool has you know a what? Hot tub a, in it. It's there, there, there was a reason. There was a reason I forgot about that. So anyway, go. go. <laughs> Go, go, go ahead. Go no, ahead. man. When you come up and visit, we're doing a CSR from the hot tub. Just like pipes. <laughs> we'll have the hot tub going. Get the webcam oh, on. Like we're back, YouTube. Yeah, oh, it'll be such great. Such a disaster. Yeah, it'd be <laughs> it, it'd be a train wreck. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, as we kind of tr- tr- you know uh, transition a little bit more into the tobacco pairing, I have to mention this because uh, a few, I guess it was actually is probably either right before you you went um, kind of off on paternity or, or uh, uh, right before or right during. But yeah. I was I was doing a, a, a conference in Chicago. I was I was running tech for that, and we had originally had a technical director who pulled out last minute, and so we were kind of scrounging to put together the show, and uh, it worked it worked out well. Um, you know, I'm I'm uh, very much kind of the the technical MacGyver, especially when it comes to audio. So we were able to <laughs> we were able to work it out <laughs> okay, and uh, and he actually did let us use his equipment, regardless of the fact that he wasn't going to be there for uh, the majority of it. But he did show up midway through to apologize profusely and, uh, and gave me a couple cigars and I was like, Oh man, this is awesome. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're cool now. Kind of, we, we have kind of a, <laughs> me, me and this guy have kind of a rival. He's more of a video guy. I'm an audio guy. And so there's, there's oh, that's that. good. That's well, at least he threw you a bone by a, uh, or, you know, a little peace offering there. Exactly. Well, here's the deal. I just don't smoke cigars that often. Um, I'm, I'm, I, you know, between the two, I am very much a pipe guy. Now I like cigars. It just, I don't smoke them often enough uh, to be able to really kind of enjoy them. So <laughs> I'm very well aware of the time that you smoked one and then vomited in the bushes behind that, the shop. That did not so, happen. Yeah. Look, he's exaggerating. <laughs> that did not happen. I know what time he's talking about. So there is some truth to that story, but not the vomit. That's not, that didn't happen. But regardless, man, these were really uh, great cigars. So I wanted to like enjoy them to the fullest, right? Cause since I never do this. So I cranked up the hot tub and I got myself some cognac, man. Cause I mean, like, you know, you think about sitting there with a little bit of a brandy sniffer with a cigar and you put it in the yeah. hot tub, you feel like like you're like a Hollywood uh, bureaucrat or something or a Hollywood uh, big wig <laughs> producer or whatnot. Uh, and it's uh, it, it was it was quite pleasant, even with the kids running around asking, what's that? You know, like, uh, <laughs> watching me smoke a cigar for the first time ever. But um, anyway. that's hilarious. No, that's great. <laughs> so yeah, if I, I wanted I think- to go pipe, that's the question. Like what pipe tobacco do you go with yes. a good uh, good uh, uh, Hennessy? Yes, indeed, indeed. Well, you know, I think this uh, particular tobacco um, or particular uh, whiskey, um, you know, just because of that, uh, you know, kind of fresh, sweet, woody flavor, um, it would pair well with a Virginia or a more uh, natural flavor aromatic, something that uh, just has uh, maybe some flavoring, but not uh, not over the top. And so, um, yeah, we went today with uh, actually one of our uh, Country Squire blends. Um, it's a blend that uh, we have not had at the shop very long. But have had here for uh, maybe maybe a little over a year now, and it's uh, it's Delta Honeydew, uh, Delta Ooh. Honeydew. Interesting. Okay. A yeah. tobacco uh, that uh, has become very popular uh, uh, at our shop. It is an aromatic, but it's a very Virginia Ford uh, aromatic. It's a um, tobacco that. Um, you know, uh, it just has a lot of uh, uh, that bright leaf in there. Uh, it is one of those kind of everything but the kitchen sink tobaccos. You know, it's got uh, a, a dash of this and a dash of that, but is is definitely Virginia Ford. Um, and uh, you know, honeydew tobaccos, as we've mentioned before, uh, we we use that term, but it's one of the things where it's um, 
you know, it's a um, it, it's a Virginia, it's a sweet Virginia tobacco. It's a tobacco that um, you know is a uh, Virginia, but also is a little flavored uh, on the front end. And so, um, you know, you will have some type of sweetness there that um, is just unavoidable, um, and uh, you know, which uh, makes a nice pairing. It's one of those that for Virginia smokers, for non-aromatic smokers, uh, it can be a nice change up uh, here and there. And so, um, so yeah, Delta Honeydew is that the bright leaf there. Uh, and that little bit of sugar topping, I think, pairs really well uh, with the uh, with the nutty flavors that are in the background of uh, of the Hennessy, and then also uh, you know certainly with that uh, kind of bright uh, woody flavor, that sweet woody flavor that comes out uh, right there up front. So, um, and I think when you smoke Delta Honeydew, you'll really get that. It's one of those where um, you know the the grassiness is is there. It's up front, uh, but it's just nicely kind of. Uh, accentuated, uh, buttressed a little bit with that, um, you know, delicious, um, you know, little bit of, of sweetened Cavendish. So, um, yeah, Delta Honeydew with uh, with our our uh, cognac today. All right, man. Well, uh, it's a, I think it's a great pairing. It makes a lot of sense. Actually, the the moment that you said it, I was like, yeah, that's that's perfect. As as is always the case <laughs> with the Squire Selects. So as I kind of um, down the last of my Hennessy here, is it time for the crazy trust exercise? Uh, I, I, I think so, yeah. Now, this will be interesting because not only is it a, a trust exercise, it's going to be an exercise in precision as I tr- attempt to pour this mason jar into a little glass. Maybe I should just sip directly from the mason jar. I think you should, actually. That, you yeah, know that, what? That, that seems right. That would make more sense, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that absolutely seems right. <laughs> okay. All right. So, I agree. So as I crack this open... First of all, I want to talk about the branding here of this mason jar. Uh, it has not. <laughs> <laughs> Smells good, though. What, what'd you give me, man? Yeah. So this is uh, this is actually a, a name we'll all recognize, but maybe something uh, that we haven't tried from them uh, just because you're, you know, haven't had the guts to or didn't want to pull a tr- pull the trigger on something this expensive from this label. Um, but it's something I thought we'd <laughs> give a shot to, you know, uh, it's Jack Daniels uh, Single Barrel Select. Uh, single barrel select oh, from Jack snap. Daniels. Jack, yeah, which is classy. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. That's right. It's like uh, you know his uh, his his cousin, right? That uh, came in and uh, from the city, maybe uh, you know, mm-hmm. and who uh, is the brother of Gentleman Jack, maybe. <laughs> oh, I like um, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, Jack Daniels single barrel select uh, retails for about fifty dollars a bottle. This is not your grandfather's Jack Daniels. Um, you know, it's one of those um, whiskeys that. Uh, you know, we, we do recognize the label. It's, uh, you know, from obviously uh, one of the world's most popular distilleries, uh, Lynchburg, Tennessee. Uh, it's 94 proof. You know, it's uh, uh, pretty, you know, uh, looking from the bottle, pretty straightforward. Uh, but it's, um, you know, it's a more elegant rendition of uh, the original uh, favorite. And, and also the packaging, you know, it, it has that uh, kind of bottle that, um, you know, harkens back to their traditional Jack Daniels bottle, but a little more flair, right? It's uh, got something that um, you know makes you know that you're you're drinking something a little more premium, and um, and I think that's apparent when you uh, when you try the um, try the whiskey. So, okay. uh, it, it, <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry, I'm sorry. I, premium and Jack Daniels, it just it feels weird. I, it feels it, weird. It, it feels kind of weird. Yeah, it, it does. It feels weird. It's one of those things where it's like, well, you know, there's a reason it sells so much. I mean, Jack Daniels over time, but um, yeah, I mean, this is one of those that um, you know they've they've uh, selected some more uh, premium material. They've um, 
put it through some very special uh, processes that I'll talk about in a second and, um, and, and you know, come out with something, um, you know, a little more, uh, just a little different. And, uh, and I think the price point reflects that and it, and it tastes good. It really does. Huh. So uh, you want to give it a shot? Let, let's, uh, let's, let's toast it up. All right. Cheers. Doing the uh, the the clanking of of the glasses for the, for for the ambiance, <laughs> the theater of the mind, as we uh, I know, right? Exactly. Yeah, miles away. Well, huh, huh. I need another sip here. That's a pregnant pause. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know how I feel about this. Like, there's there's a flavor profile in here that I'm not a fan of. Just like out the gate. Really? Yeah, and it, okay. it's not that it's Jack Daniels, so, but maybe. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just, there's a, man, although this could, it could be that you've mixed in some of that Squire aroma into the, uh, into the, the Mason jar along with yeah, it. What, you, what tobacco right, right? was in here? Like, be, be honest with me. What tobacco yeah. was in here before the drink? <laughs> man, it, it was a, it was a clean Mason jar. It was, uh-huh. it was brand new. Um, it was, it's one that had not been used before, came straight out of the packaging, but, um, yeah, no, you know, it's interesting. Um, this particular, uh, whiskey, it is, uh, 80% corn, uh, 12% malted barley and 8% rye. Mm. Uh, what, what's fascinating about this, you know, we all know Jack Daniels markets themselves as Tennessee whiskey. Um, this is actually a whiskey that could be marketed because of its, uh, ingredients. It could be marketed as bourbon. Uh, but they, I, I think, because of that, um, you know, um, the Tennessee whiskey tradition, uh, what you expect from Jack Daniels, they they stuck with that uh, that moniker, that labeling, and so um, so we do have the Tennessee whiskey uh, labeling, which um, which which I think is appropriate and um, you know makes sense. Yeah, it goes through. I mean, um, like, I mean, for, you know, for right? sure. I mean, like, you know, that that, that is. Uh I think, you know, and I, I I don't know, but it does seem like there's kind of a desire on Jack Daniels' part to be, to kind of maintain a broadness to their whiskeys, right? Like, yeah. instead of yeah. having kind of these, I mean, they obviously they do have specialty options, but um, kind of keeping it all just in that broad spectrum, it, it does make a lot of sense. I got to say, you know, and again, this is just, a, this is a personal preference. When it comes to even bourbon, I always lean towards the bourbon distillers that push it on the rye. And go with yeah. as like higher rye content within their bourbon as possible. That's just where yeah. my preferred, uh, I guess, uh, uh, flavor palette. Kind of pal- yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's Which maybe makes that's sense. what's what. Maybe what I'm tasting here is not necessarily a specific flavor. Maybe what I'm tasting here is a lack of a certain flavor. And well, so, lack of flavor or yeah. more emphasis on the, um, you know, the the barley or the corn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, at 80% corn, this obviously is, um, you know, pretty pretty heavy there. But, um, yeah, you know, it's one of those that, um, you know, if you're looking for that uh, kind of bitey, uh, zesty rye flavor that uh, that some folks love, this probably isn't the one for you. But, um, yeah, so, uh, you know, they put this particular whiskey through an interesting process. They call it the Lincoln County process. I thought this was fascinating um, as I uh, researched it. They drip uh, this particular batch uh, for six days in 10-foot vats, uh, and they pass it through charcoal that was made by burning maple, and the maple was seasoned with 140-proof Jack Daniels. Wow. <laughs> so they, they basically took maple um, and maple wood and, and seasoned it with uh, very, you know, non-cut uh, Jack Daniels. And then, uh, you know, it made a made a charcoal out of it, burned it. Uh, and then that, that is what they were filtering this particular um, 
you know, uh, whiskey through. And so, uh, yeah. yeah. And then, and then they, of course, they age it in four to seven years in the, uh, in the oak barrels. And so this just got a very interesting, um, uh, you know, process that they put this behind. The, the, the whiskey itself is not super uh, complex, I don't think, but it is one of those that, um, you know, they, it has a distinctive flavor. Uh, and I'm sure it's due in some sense to, um, you know, to that fascinating process that they put it through. So, um, yeah, so kind of interesting. Um, tasting notes, you know, when you, uh, you know, crack this thing open, you're going to get um, uh, caramel. Uh, I, you know, for me, uh, there is a, a, a sweet bread flavor, uh, like a like a like a huh. sweet toast flavor that's right. there. Uh, that's very um, you know very pleasing for just a simple um, you know simple premium whiskey. Uh, you know some ginger notes are uh, are there. And when you when you drink the tobacco the um, <laughs> drink the tobacco, don't don't do that at home. Uh, don't do that anywhere. Um, when you drink the whiskey, uh, you know the palate is uh, that toasted oak, the uh, bready flavors, the um, you know some of those kind of sweet, uh, sweet bready flavors with maybe some kitchen spices in there. Um, one thing that's apparent to me is a uh, is a like a. I'll be interested to see if you get this, Bo. It's like a plantain or a banana okay, flavor. Yes. All right. I didn't do, want to sound like an idiot, but that was like the big flavor that I immediately picked up on was like banana. Yeah. Yeah. It, I do not like that flavor in whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I'm glad you caught that. It's interesting. There's like a, um, you know, that kind of, uh, you know, tropical fruit, but the, you know, that plantain or banana flavor, it's it's there. It really is there. Man, and it's something yeah. that uh, I think is uh, is apparent. So uh, those bready flavors almost, uh, you know, if you're thinking about it, like a good, uh, you know, if you like this anyway, but uh, like a good banana bread, right? Um, you know, something that's just kind of... Um, hearty and sweet uh so you know kind of interesting uh smooth uh but lightly spicy uh this this particular um you know uh bourbon or whiskey and um you know just has a has a lingering finish that uh bites a little bit but uh you know it stays with you but i think is overall really pleasant so um you know a simple whiskey not something that's particularly sophisticated or uh complicated but um you know just straightforward and uh, and i think pretty tasty so, um, but you don't have to, Bo. That's that's the beauty. That's why they, as one of my friends says, that's why they make chocolate and vanilla. You get to pick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they make banana and whiskey. Dang, and banana. Right. right. <laughs> you know what? I need to just trust myself next time because literally the first thing I think of was like, why am I tasting banana in this? And yeah. uh, but I didn't say it because I because I know how you didn't want to sound like an idiot. Yeah. Well, and I know how particular <laughs> your palate is. So I'm like, all right. Well, you know, I'm sure I would think it's banana, but John David will pull out that it's uh, some sort of. Uh, like tropical or fruit yeah. <laughs> of this something that has been aged in ketchup or, you know, who knows what. <laughs> mm. No, that's All right. great. So dude. how do you counter, I mean, uh, how do you compliment this, uh, this drink? <laughs> no, right. I'm actually, yeah, really interesting. The first, uh, tobacco that came to my mind and after smoking it with this, uh, whiskey really enjoyed it. Um, was uh, from our uh, one of our favorite uh, blending houses, if you will, uh, that is in America, and uh, and uh, of course one of our listeners and uh, good friends, Greg Peace, GL Peace, and he makes a tobacco that everybody knows about called Haddo's Delight. Uh, Haddo's Delight is a um, 
uh, delicious tobacco. It's a uh, you know very popular uh, blend, one of the favorites of for uh, GLPs fans. Uh, Virginia and Perique, uh, strong tobacco uh, with a hint of Cavendish, and uh, it, it's got some white burley in it, which uh, kind of gives it. Uh, you know, uh, more body, a little bit of warmth, and uh, and then a nice uh, nicotine boost um, there. It's a it's a strong and smooth tobacco. Um, you know, not super complex, but uh, one of those that I think is again very straightforward and um, uh, honest, but uh, but very tasty, very. Um, uh, you know, kind of kind of hits the spot if you're looking for that, uh, you know, full-bodied uh, but smooth uh, Virginia Perique. Uh, strong and smooth, pleasantly spicy. Uh, it has just a little bit of a bite, uh, which which is the kind that I think you'd want in a tobacco like that. Um, and uh, I, I like it with this particular whiskey because it has that uh, kind of bready uh, flavor to it. One, one of the first things I get when I smell Haddo's Delight right from the tin is almost like a like a gingerbread or a banana bread, something that's uh, like a sweet, uh, you know, sweet warm loaf. Uh, it's kind of interesting. So um, I'd, I'd love to, you know, know if other folks, when they smell this particular tin, uh, get that note. But uh, it's very apparent to me. So. Um, yeah, so pairing uh, pairing these single barrel select Jack Daniels with uh, Haddo's Delight Haddo's from Delight. GLPs. Man, that's good. I mean, that's uh, that's a great uh, great great pairing, I'm sure. But I got to tell you, I don't think I'll be having the single barrel select um, after today. <laughs> However, <laughs> I will definitely be having some of that GLPs. We've actually, if I'm not mistaken, we've done a uh, tobacco talk on Haddo's Delight uh, in, in, within the last year or so, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think we have actually. Yeah. So good one. Very, very good one. Always great to highlight that one. And uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I, I'm sure there are a ton of Jack Faniels. Jack Faniels? Is that what they call them? Jack? Jack? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's what they call them. Mm-hmm. That, that should be what they call them. Jack Daniels fans. Jack, Jack Faniels. Uh, uh, out there. And so I'm not trying to bash Jack Daniels at all. That is not my situation. But I'm not a big fan. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah. So, if, but if you are, let us know if you think these uh, pairings are good, or if you've got some other suggestions. Hey, we'd love to hear those as well. So, uh, be sure to send those along. You know, the great thing is, whenever we're trying out new tobaccos, uh, especially kind of with the the intention of getting like to those flavor profiles, you know, one of the best ways to do it is with a good quality smoke that you can get from a uh, corn cob pipe from our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. That's exactly right, man. Uh, we know and love Missouri Meerschaum and, of course, uh, the legendary uh, you know, pipe maker uh, celebrating its 150th year anniversary this year. And they've just had a slew of events and new products that have come out uh, in celebration of that. And uh, two of those products that uh, we're really proud of and very glad to talk about are the um, 150th year anniversary uh, tobacco from Missouri Meerschaum, just a beautiful, uh, you know, giant um, uh, yellow label with their logo on a, a vacuum sealed coin style tin. Uh, very, very handsome. Um, the other one today that we're going to talk about is the Missouri Meerschaum Independence Day pipe tobacco. Uh, you know, you've got that coin style uh, vacuum sealed tin. It's uh, just a delicious um, English aromatic tobacco. It has a, uh, a nice uh, soft uh, vanilla uh, flavoring to it, but uh, it's not over the top, and uh, a hearty dose of Cyprian Latakia, which gives it a nice smoky note. So uh, for those that like uh, English-style blends but want to mix it up with something maybe a little sweeter, or for folks that are aromatic smokers but are looking for that um, you know tobacco to kind of push the edge or uh, maybe a good fall or wintertime blend that uh, goes well with that bourbon or uh, campfire, uh, the uh, Missouri Meerschaum um, Independence Day, uh, which was introduced... Um, 
it is very uh, it just a just a great tobacco. I think you'll really enjoy it. For someone, as you know, if you've listened to um, Country Squire Radio for a long time. For someone that, that doesn't smoke a lot of Latakia, uh, this blend was really enjoyable just because of the various notes that uh, that play well with each other. And I think it's one of those aromatics that actually will age well uh, over time. So um, anyway, um, it's just a fantastic tobacco. It's something that you can get straight from the source at corncobpipe.com. Uh, retails for only eleven ninety nine, and uh, I think it'll be a great addition to your tobacco cellar. Yeah, more on some of the uh, tobaccos from our friends at Missouri Meerschaum coming next week, so be sure to stay tuned. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Pipe question of the week. All right, man. We have got a pipe question of the week that is coming in from... Erica Rivertree in Louisville, yeah. Kentucky, a club member. That's great. At uh, Derby City Pipe Club. Shout out to the Derby City Pipe Club. Also a uh, CSR club member as well. Uh, so shout out to Erica. By the way, Rivertree, best name ever. Very Tolkien. You know what I mean? Or Tolkien. It's a Tolkien-esque uh, name, right? Yeah, uh, that's, I agree. That's awesome. Uh, all right. So <laughs> here's what Erica writes. Greetings, John, David, and Bo. First, I adore Country Squire Radio and have learned so much from going back and listening through the archives. 
Each episode is delightful edutainment, and I eagerly look forward to every new one. Now, on to the question. When a tobacco blend is described as, quote, Lakeland, what exactly does that mean? I have come across references to various blends being a Lakeland style with characteristic perfume aroma, but I don't really ever see Lakeland listed as its own category, such as aromatic, English, Virginia Perique, etc., can you help illuminate the Lakeland conundrum? Happy piping, CSR Club Squire member Erica Rivertree. Yeah, man, Erica, great to hear from you. So glad you so glad you wrote in. And um, man, yeah, L- Lakeland tobaccos, right? It's one of those things that um, you occasionally hear if you're more into the pipe community than just um, on the surface. Um, you know uh, what what this derives from the the name Lakeland Tobacco. It is a, um, a reference to tobaccos that are made in the Lake District of England, um, and, and primarily two uh, main uh, you know tobacco houses that are up there. Really, and really just one uh, one large group, but it's Gaywith and Hogarth and, and Sam Gaywith, uh, you know, tobacco companies. And, and they produce a lot of tobaccos that have this particular flavor. Now, if you look at the history of tobacco in Great Britain, uh, for much of the 20th century, uh, flavoring tobaccos uh, in Great Britain was illegal. And the only the only flavoring that you could uh, introduce into the tobacco was uh, this uh, this essence of uh, rose water, or um, it's almost like a uh, like a. Um, uh, it, it kind of a kind of a perfumey flavoring uh, that's very subtle but incredibly pronounced. Well, I don't. It, yeah, it's hard. It, it's like a. Um, it, it's a it's a very subtle flavor that is very polarizing. <laughs> that's the best way I can put it, I guess. But um, Lakeland tobaccos, I've always considered them uh, aromatic tobaccos because they are. Um, it, it is a it is an extra flavoring that I think is um, is is apparent, and so it's one of those things that defines the tobacco uh, when you smoke it. Different ones that are. Um, that would be considered, uh, you know, Lakeland style tobaccos are uh, Sam Gaywith's Lakeland Dark, uh, or uh, the Gaywith and Hogarth Innerdale, uh, uh, Kindle Dark, uh, or uh, Kindle Flake, um, and uh, yeah, they, they have a whole variety of them. Uh, I even get uh, Lakeland flavors I've mentioned on the on the show before from uh, Peter Stokeby Luxury Bullseye Flake. Uh, I, I don't know if that's intentional. I don't know if that's something they actually uh, are doing to flavor that particular uh, tobacco. But you know, when I smoke Luxury Bullseye Flake, I get that uh, perfumey, uh, rose watery flavor. Um, yeah, so it, it, there's there's an element of um, it, kind of this uh, floral. Um, a floral note to it. If you'll think about, uh, you know, um, I don't know, sticking your head in a bouquet of roses or something. It's like that's the that's the note that you get from these Lakeland tobaccos. And so, um, you know, for me, it's I'm not a fan. I I, I don't enjoy it. I think it's like, uh, you know, smelling the inside of my grandmama's purse. Wow. <laughs> you know, I just uh, I don't I don't care for it. And I, you know, it it's a very um, it's a tobacco that will ghost the, you know, stink out of your uh, pipe. And so if you don't know if you like Lakeland tobaccos, I would smoke it. Uh, you know, obviously we highly recommend corncob pipes to smoke, uh, you know, new tobaccos out of just to see if you like them. And, um, you know, get your get your favorite uh, Missouri Meerschaum, you know, grab a Missouri Meerschaum legend or uh, if you want a small bowl, maybe something like a short stop or uh, Pony Express and, um, you know, pack that thing with the, you know, with your, you know, Lakeland tobacco you're trying and, and just see if you like it before you put it in a briar mm. um, because it has a distinctive flavor that I think will um, 
you know, you, you may or may not like. And if you do like it, you'll probably want to even devote uh, maybe a certain pipe to it because of the uh, distinctiveness. So, um, yeah, anyway, that's kind of the that's kind of the the rundown. You've got these tobaccos that are flavored with this uh, kind of floral essence, and they are made in the Lake District of England, and so we refer to them as Lakeland uh, tobaccos. And so um, I hope that helps. Uh, you know, I, I consider them aromatics. Um, they're typically made of Virginia's, Virginia Burley, um, you know, blends, uh, but they, they are flavored with this stuff. So I would kind of consider that uh, that an aromatic. But, um, you know, that they can also be in their own category, too. So um, I don't know. It's clear as mud, but uh, try them out. <laughs> see what you think. Uh, it's, uh, you know, they're, they're different uh they really are and uh, i i don't care for them <laughs> there you go well hey great question erica and hey, if you've got a pipe question of the week for us be sure to send it in show at countrysquireradio.com again that's show at countrysquireradio.com quick fire with, with the squire. squire quick fire question how, man? That's uh, that's a I little know, rough right? on you. You probably should. it was a little tough, man. I, I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm trying to get better, you know. So I'm uh, I had to I had to tone it back a little bit. Yeah, no, I, I understand. Uh, all right, of course, quick fire questions uh, brought to you by some Country Squire Radio <laughs> swag available over at thecountrysquireonline.com. Uh, this one has a fall edition theme. Are you ready, sir? Yeah, yeah. Bring it. Football on the couch or in the stands? Um. Okay. If it's one of my teams. Uh, which I really just have one team, and that's Mississippi State. Uh-huh. <laughs> then in the stands is is the way. But um, yeah, I, you know all the others. I mean, I, I don't know. I, um, I, it, really, that's the only football I care about. So yeah, I'll, I'll go within the stands. I don't get to go to the you know to Starkville to to uh, see the football uh, you know games very often, uh, just because it's on the weekends, a lot of work on the weekends, and uh, the expense involved and all that kind of stuff. But man, I, I do love going to a live football game. It's a it's a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, contrary to popular belief, I have gone to uh, some some football games. I've seen a seen the Saints play in person, um, and uh, yeah. you know, obviously, University of Mississippi, the uh, the uh, 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 what do you rival, I suppose, of Mississippi State. Yeah, the so. the, the other the other school yeah. in our state. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, I've uh, been to a couple games there. I'm, I I think I want to say that I've been to a state game. I probably haven't. I know I've been to an LSU game. Uh, but anyway, suffice to say, uh, the comfort of my own home I find much more preferable <laughs> than being in the stands. <laughs> but I could I could imagine if I was like into it, why I would choose the stands. But since I'm not, uh, yeah. yeah, give me give me the couch. Uh, all right, next up, fire pit or fireplace. Fireplace, uh, eight times out of ten, I would say. Sometimes you want a fire pit because you also want to be outside. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I love a fireplace. Fireplaces are rare nowadays. You know, they don't really build houses with. Well, I say rare. They don't really build new houses with real fireplaces in yeah. them. You see a lot of gas logs and things like that. But um, man, uh, you know, real fireplace, wood burning fireplace. Uh, uh, for me, there's almost nothing like it. Yeah, you know, we just recently, um, actually, this this past week, converted converted our uh, fireplace back to a wood burning. Apparently it had originally been a wood burning, but they turned it into a gas and we could never get the gas logs to work right. So we were like, you know what? We like, we like wood burning anyway. So uh, let's just, you know, rip it all out and, and go back to the classic. And uh, that's great. Oh, it's so great, man. Just like the, the crackling of the fire and, 
you know, that pine smell. Now I will say, you know, we haven't had a fire in several days and yet that smell is still here. So I've got to figure that yeah. thing out. But no, no, that that's part of that's part of the allure, I think, for yeah. having a fireplace. It's like, oh, you know it's wintertime because you kinda kinda smell that a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um yeah, yeah, it's interesting. So so that way, you know, when the freezing cold temperatures of uh sixty eight degrees in Houston, Texas, you can crank that fireplace exactly. up and you'll feel uh, <laughs> feel nice and toasty. Yeah, the, the, the tundra <laughs> as as we refer to that. The tundra, yeah. right. <laughs> All right. So this one next one. Flavor palette again, fall edition, fall flavor palette, maple or pumpkin? Gosh, I'm I'm gonna go pumpkin. <laughs> mm. I mean, I, I I don't know. I, I really do like pumpkin. The you know pumpkin spice thing I think is kind of overdone, but I do love pumpkin. I really do. Yeah, I generally maple. However, uh, like like donut maple donut. Come on, that's amazing. Uh, but my my wife actually just discovered. A recipe for pumpkin scones of all things, and uh, yeah. they're fantastic. And and it made me reappreciate pumpkin for in a whole new light this year. So, um, but I gotta go. I'm gonna go maple by a hair. Maple by a hair. Okay. Uh, okay. Rake or leaf blower? Uh, leaf blower. I'm gonna go rake. I like the precision of a rake. Um, I know the leaf blower, like <laughs> you know, it, it cuts the job in half, but it's all over the place. Uh, yep. And then finally, uh, this is this is I mean, this is fighting words. And we realize that, you know, we're, we're diving into a subject matter that might divide uh, the audience here. But I think it needs to be addressed. If not here, then yeah, where? that's fair. Um, yep. Christmas decorations after Halloween, after Thanksgiving or on or after December 1st. Yeah, so it's kind of a pick pick the best of the three, right? Is it uh, immediately after Halloween, after that period in between Thanksgiving and December, or do you are you the purist that you know sticks it out till December first? Um, I'm a after Thanksgiving guy. Like you know, Thanksgiving mm-hmm. for me is close enough to December that like I, I feel like I can get away you know with that uh, with you know with good um, and and still be you know you know, uh, trying to hold it back a little bit. Uh, my wife is very much not. She is like, a, you know, right now uh, she's, you know, chomping at the bit to, you know, decorate and all that kind of stuff. And uh, she loves Christmas, man. She starts counting Christmas down, uh, you know, starting in September. And so, um, you know, so I, I think if I, th- I think for our marriage uh, <laughs> harmony, uh-huh. I have to I have to. I, I probably couldn't hold out till December first. So you know, we we we. If if I get to Thanksgiving, uh, for me, that's a win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I I understand that. I understand. I feel like many many marriages uh, are, are held together based on their ability to to answer this question. Like like come to, <laughs> it, it's like the one area where there's no winners or losers. There's just negotiation. And uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's fair. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I am. Uh, you know, I'm I'm more of an on December first guy. However, my wife is in the same boat as yours with wanting to uh, you know go as as soon as humanly possible. Dude, she's she's ready. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that being said, we have kind of agreed on the day after Thanksgiving as kind of an appropriate day to start shopping for trees. And so, you know, you're putting up the fall decorations. That's the perfect time to like get down the Christmas decorations. You know, a large part of it uh, has to do with that. But I got to tell you, man, like the neighborhood I live in. Like it, it, it's a, it's a gear change. Like we, uh, you know, Halloween night had a great Halloween. And then the next day 
there's this, there's this, like these three houses and, and John David, you're, you'll see this when you come visit at some point. I hope you come yeah, visit at some yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, I need to. But, uh, but, but our neighborhood is, is rather pretentious, uh, unfortunately. Like there's, there's, uh, and it, it comes across as more pretentious as it is because when you drive in, there's these three massive houses that make you think, what on earth? Where, where did I step into? And they go all out. <laughs> out for decorations. And so like Halloween night, you had some, you know, ghosts and goblins and everything else. Like the next day, somehow before we even woke up for breakfast, there's like a choir of angels all over their, <laughs> like their yard. <laughs> and I'm like, we, we skipped a, we skipped a season and a holiday here. What do you, we skipped <laughs> a whole holiday. Exactly. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> so, you know, I, that's I'm, hilarious. I'm more man. of a December yeah, guy, just... but after Thanksgiving, I think is the, that's, that's the way to go. If we, if we can get that far, that's a win. Yeah, yeah exactly. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Way, well, if you've got some quick fire questions for us, be sure to send them in. Show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Your, your thoughts, your, your comments. comments. Listener, Listener feedback. Listener feedback coming in this week. We've got actually one that uh, I got earlier today. I kind of bumped up because I, I wanted to uh, address it. This is coming in from uh, Ben uh, Amaris over on Facebook. Uh, man, what did Ben have to say? Yeah, he said, hey guys, huge fan here. I was wondering if you guys would consider adding show notes to your episodes. Uh, the most recent, for example, you gave a few recommendations, and I was driving while listening, so I couldn't write them down. It'd be nice if there were notes to be able to look up the products you talk about. Uh, John David, congrats on the new parent life. Enjoy every sleepless minute of it. Uh, it is a blessing. Cheers. And that's from Ben. Uh, ben, it has been very sleepless. <laughs> but, I mean, thank you for your well wishes. And uh, yeah, Bo, what do you think about uh, man, the idea of show notes? I think that children are a blessing, but it's okay that this this time in life is not a blessing. This time in life is something to get through. <laughs> That's it, that, that I want... I, I'll be honest, man. We're 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 in survival mode. Yeah. We really are. It's yeah. it, we are trying to power through. You know, our our sweet baby. When she is happy, she is so precious and 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 sweet. Uh, but man, she is not happy very often, and we are just ready for her to uh, to be well and not feel so uncomfortable. She's just been really colicky, so um, yeah, man. It, you know, it's uh, it's one of those. You know, every day is a new adventure, but um, we love our baby even even if she's sick. But she is uh, she. She is uh she has not been uh, a particularly happy baby, so <laughs> we're just we're just trying to get through, man, one day at a time. Yeah, no, man, it's all good. Um, Ben, great question. All right, let me let me go ahead and address this. So there was a season, a time in which we actually did have extremely detailed notes. Uh, that was uh, courtesy of Mark VV, a longtime listener in front of the show. And I am not opposed to having show notes uh, connected to the episodes. In fact, I'd, I would love that. The thing is, we need somebody to kind of volunteer to create that. So, uh, Ben, if you don't mind, I'll just kind of use this as an opportunity just to kind of put out there. If you want to kind of do a, a quote-unquote internship uh, with Country Squire Radio and uh, maybe get access to the episode early and listen through and kind of uh, throw together some some show notes that include, uh, you know, tobaccos referenced or you know, potentially even links. It does not nearly have to be as detailed as Mark VV's. Mark really went all out and we definitely don't necessarily need that. Uh, I think just kind of some high points and, and specific links or, or specific uh, names and brands referenced would be amazing. So um, anyway, great suggestion, Ben. would love to see that happen, but we'd need the, the additional help in order to make it happen. So yeah. So become a Country Squire Radio intern today. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> uh, all right. And then uh, next one coming in from uh, Chaplain Corey. Uh, did I say that right, Chaplain? I mean, I, I think that's right. I think you did. Chaplain. I think it's Chaplain. I want to say Chaplain. What did Chaplain have to say? 
<laughs> he said, uh, this is from uh, back in September. He said, hey, Bo and John David, I hope this finds you well. Uh, I know there are only three short months of summer left, uh, and when and then it will be Christmas here in the South. Uh, as I mourn the lack of fall here on a beautiful uh, Fort Bragg, uh, I got to thinking about other things I'm mourning, and a show idea came to my mind. Here's the concept. Pipe culture mourning McClellan. I think it would be cool to talk about our greatly missed tobacco company and solicit some feedback from the audience. Uh, Topics could include the proper amount of time to age a tin, uh, special occasions for opening a tin, and updating this discussion on replacements for uh, Frogmortem. Maybe even get some uh, snarky uh, comments from Brian Levine. <laughs> That's all the comments from Brian Levine. Uh, I would I would plan to release this around the two year anniversary of the closing of the company, and I think this would be a somewhat uh, close to International Pipe Smoking Day. One other fun idea would be to ask for uh, unsealing videos from listeners. Uh, this is the pipe smokers version of the unboxing video. Uh, just a thought, plenty to run with there. Uh, blessings to to you both and congratulations in advance John David and of course this was uh, submitted maybe a, a little bit before uh, we had our uh, had our precious bundle so yeah, nice. <laughs> anyway Chaplain Corey man thank you so much for uh, writing in yeah fun idea you know we, we miss McClelland um, gosh as, as blenders and as tobacco uh, consumers and enthusiasts and um, fanboys uh, man we just we just really miss them and so uh, yeah it would be a fun uh, you know tribute but also uh, post-mortem you know to kind of kind of uh look into look into all that so um yeah. yeah but what do you think well you know so obviously we we you know covered covered the news we we did um you know it's a subject matter that comes up from time to time you know i think uh we we have discussed just you know off off mic wanting to do a uh just a look look back at at not just McClellan, but also just the way in which things went down and kind of, uh, kind of how it went down. Yeah. Yeah. Almost kind of, um, almost an autopsy, not of McClellan per se, but just of the way in which McClellan left the industry. Um, taking a look specifically kind of went through the broader narrative of legacy. Um, and legacy is something that I think is a important topic, especially in kind of the, the pipe culture and the pipe world. You know, I agree. You know, yeah. we talk about it all the time with pipe culture, man. There's, there's a, there's a connection for many of us. We're picking up the pipe, uh, that was kind of handed to us by our, our grandfather or father or, or, you know, some sort of, uh, a, a passing of the torch, if you will. Um, and then many of us, as we kind of, you know, look at our pipe collections, we, we kind of see, some, an, an artifact that we'll be handing down to the younger generation. And so legacy, uh, I, I mean, I, I think it's safe to say is at the core of, uh, many of us who, who yeah. kind of come to the pipe and enjoy it still today. So, you know, I, yeah. all that to say, I, 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 there will be a episode kind of looking at the legacy of McClelland, uh, here just as soon as we can, do it the way that we need to do it, and that'll make yeah, and that and that we want to and feel, um, you know, is is best. Yep. Yeah, that, it'll make more sense when we get there. Um, <laughs> but uh, but anyway, suffice to say, yes, great great suggestion, Chaplain. 
And uh, thank you, thank you very much <laughs> for that. Uh, <laughs> hey, if you've got some listener feedback, we love getting those in, especially over on iTunes. If you head over to iTunes, you can write us a review, uh, and uh, we love to read those off on the show. It doesn't cost you a dime to do it, but if you're willing to spend a dime to help support the show or a few more, uh, head over to Patreon.com/slash/CountrySquireRadio. And yes, look, I know there are a lot of new patrons that we need to give shout- shouts out to. That is coming next week. I promise. I promise. I promise. John David, hold me accountable because I'm writing it here in yes. the notes. Boat. Bo promises. New <laughs> patrons. It's now in the show notes, which we have behind the scenes, but clearly not in the actual episodes. Right. Uh, not not for uh, public consumption. Not for yep. public consumption. But hey, uh, yeah, it's, be, be sure to send that uh, that feedback in. We love getting that. And yes, of course, you can follow us throughout the week at The Real Bo York is me. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore country squire. And of course, the show as well as at Squire Radio and all that information and more can be found at countrysquireradio.com. Well, man, some classic beverages here for Squire Select. Dude, I know. I had fun, man. It's always good to uh, to try some different things. And, uh, you know, one new thing, one uh, one thing that I haven't visited in a while. And, uh, you know, it's a good time to uh, maybe use some of the leftovers to experiment with some cocktails. There it so, is. Yes. Um, yeah. That, that'll be my uh, homework for the week. Yeah, likewise, man. <laughs> that'll be, um, it's always always fun to uh, to, to go get, dive into those kind of classic cocktails. And who knows, maybe maybe at one point when we have finally, at long last, exhausted all of the various uh, brown, brown liquors that are out there by themselves, uh, we'll just start uh, doing Squire Selects with cocktails. <laughs> you get yeah, a, yeah, that's fair. A that's fair. Sidecar Select or something of that nature. <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, let's go have a day. See you, brother. All your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.